Now, once again, with today's Carolina Newsmakers, here's Don Curtis. We're back on Carolina Newsmakers with our guest, Elaine Marshall. She is the uh, uh, Secretary of State of North Carolina, an office that uh, Thad Ewer was in forever and ever. Over 50 years. 50 years. You think you'll make 50 years? I didn't start early enough, no, sir. <laughs> okay. when, uh, how old was he when he started? He st- uh, well, his campaign slogan was, give a young man a chance. Yeah. Um, Which backfired he, on him <laughs> and some politicians well, later not, on. didn't totally backfire. People tried it against him, no. but he was successful <laughs> in, in defeating that challenge. He started in the 30s. He died in, uh, I think he left office in, well, I'm not sure when he left no. office. Uh, and he also referred to himself as the oldest, oldest rat. rat in the barn. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, oldest <laughs> rat in the Democratic barn. Yeah. Uh, funny story, uh, I was in office about a month, and I got a beautifully scripted, so I figured it was someone who had penmanship, yeah. uh, which was an older person, yeah. uh, wanted me to really do something. They wanted me to stamp out the fact that people were calling him the oldest rat in the barn. And I had to write back, and I s- said, Ma'am, I heard it right out of his own lips. <laughs> he he enjoyed that com- comment. Oh yes, he, he thoroughly enjoyed his job and the and uh, and was around for a long time and was a mentor to a lot of politicians. That's correct. The years. That's yeah. correct. Interesting guy. So you don't think you'll make fifty years in that office? I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, another good. Another good question would be, well, why would somebody want to be in that office for 50 years? Because yeah, it was different back for his 50 yeah, years than right, than right now. Um, we were going to talk about a set of recent scams. There's always new scams and, of course, some resurface and so forth. So what are some of the latest scams that you're running into? Well, there's always a Ponzi scheme out there. It's just wrapped up in a different package, and that's where something sounds too good to be true. And some people make money on it at first. That's right, because early investors do get some payouts because they then become part of the scheme because they go tell their people at church or whatever civic club they belong to that they found a good investment and it looks good on paper and they took some money out and it looks fine. But these things develop over many, many years and they use the money of new investors to pay what would be dividends to the prior investors. So, And there's no business there. So if you're offered something, you need to do two things. Call us and find out, is this person registered? And is this thing that they're selling you registered? And if the answer to either one of them is no, then keep your money in your bank account or in the jar in the backyard, wherever you keep your money. Don't give it to this person because they are violating the law right there. Some of the newest stuff that we're seeing is Internet-based and uh, there's a, a mystery and a fascination about cryptocurrency. Uh, and cryptocurrency, to me, is the latest uh, scam du jour. A lot of folks really need to know that cryptocurrency is not backed up by any government, whether it's Bitcoin, that's the most famous name, or there's hundreds of other names. Somebody can tonight develop a program and start getting money for this program as tender or currency it's not backed up by any government uh it doesn't exist you can't hold it in your hand you only hold it in a wallet on your computer and uh, a lot of folks are churning profits by uh investment now if you want to use cryptocurrency which is you know bitcoin let's do that as an example because that one is the more famous and it hasn't had any problems except for valuation fluctuations if you want to give your kids allowance in in bitcoin uh, cryptocurrency we don't care 
If you want to pay your grocery bill in cryptocurrency, we don't care. But if it is sold to you as an investment, all investments in North Carolina have to be approved by somebody in every state. In North Carolina, it's the Secretary of State's office. And so these things that are offered online, if the product is not registered, if the person is not selling it is registered, then you, you need to, again, keep your money. We did a cease and desist order on two of these recently, and the minute that cease and desist order hit, the websites vanished, whatever money people had put in had vanished, and they had, you know, uh, videos up about meetings and testimonials from some people who had gotten this stuff and how much money they made and on and on and on, and it, it just didn't exist at all. One of them was allegedly in the United Kingdom, and there was no anything at that address we tried to serve the thing on them the other one was in dubai and there really wasn't even any address with that one that we could you know do any leads on uh but um this is very risky business if you are looking at it as an investment so uh, this is i'm probably very naive in this whole area why would someone want to use bitcoin instead of united states currency what's the advantage of using it well if you go i I talked to a lawyer who travels overseas a lot and she doesn't have to worry about any currency exchange okay uh whatever she's got she just pays with her phone yeah um it's very convenient she doesn't have to worry about being robbed of money so you know and and she says that hotels in europe take it in some cases you know Okay, well, all right. I'm I'm just old fashioned, I guess. I just like money. And I do. It gives me a comfort too <laughs> having it in my pocket. I, I like to I like to feel it and look at it. Uh, you remember the comic book uh, Donald Duck? He had Uncle Uncle Scrooge, and he used I like to, to smell it. Yeah, he liked the. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, and I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. I don't, I don't think so either. <laughs> so uh, any other scams that are going on that uh, you think are. Uh, bothering people. We always have weather-related uh, when we have well, bad yeah, weather. Charity scams. Yeah. Um, the crooks have pictures of floods and earthquakes and all kinds of disasters. And uh, I always tell people, give to where you see your money going. If you want to give to some overseas project, just about every church denomination around uh, has overseas operations that do humanitarian work. Um, uh, you know, we still have... Uh, people calling about um, uh, giving money. A lot of them are robo or automated calls. And now some of the voice uh, mechanisms, you really feel like you're talking to a live person. Uh, you know, it used to be you'd talk and say something, and the person would keep on talking so yeah. you know that it was a machine talking to you. But now there's some very sophisticated machine work out there that really makes it seem like it's a live person talking to you. They're just trying to get your social, trying to get your credit card number. Uh, they'll be very willing to take that that charge that you'll give them. But once you give out your credit card number to this unknown entity, that's risky business. Yeah. Our, uh, I, I heard a report yesterday on WPTF News about face recognition as a possible area that could be misused. Uh, because there's great, uh, you know, there's some benefits of face recognition. For example, entry into a building and, and not having to show security and mm-hmm. and uh, airports and such. But also, there's the possibility that uh, employers or other people could follow someone and uh, probably uh, uh, take advantage of knowing where they are and what they're doing. That is absolutely correct. So, uh, employer, yeah, your upset spouse, yeah. <laughs> 
on and on. Yeah. So uh, are we going to get ahead of that game as far as laws and, and – uh, uh, both on the congressional level and state level, and of course you, you've got the responsibility if, if there are some laws of enforcing it. Uh, where, where are we going with that face recognition thing? Well, I think Congress is looking at some of this stuff. I, I do not know if the General Assembly is. I expect a group known as the Conference CSL, Conference of State Legislators, who have people that are uh, public policy wonks, uh, begin to look at these things, and they do suggest model legislation for legislators. They are the people that look out into the future more so than individual legislators, although frequently there are individual legislators that will pick up a cause and really sink their teeth into it and become the expert on that for the state. But I don't see anybody who has uh, indicated um, at the General Assembly about that issue, although I'm not you know, I'm not in all the conversations down there. Well, apparently we are much closer to it as a form of having it work than we are in thinking about it from a point of view of either management well, or uh, – Frequently or, technology yeah. and policy follow behind. I mean, that's yeah. the same thing yeah. with cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, we don't have a good U.S. policy on it. Um, but um, I, I'm, I'm in favor of some of these uh, things. I am so ready to have uh, my thumbprint be my passcode – I am so tired of changing passcodes and forgetting them and getting in trouble and no. getting locked out. I am so ready to have that. Well, I've always wanted to have a uniform passcode law where you can have <laughs> – because, you know, some people will say you got to have one capitalized letter and, and so many characters and so forth, and, and uh, you can't remember them all. That's correct. Uh, or at least I can. I can't. Uh, and so then you're not supposed to write them down. I don't know how many others are out there that saying the same thing. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, getting back to the General Assembly, uh, uh, the difference between federal legislation and uh, state government from time to time overlap and conflict. Who do you think should lead the way? Uh, it kind of doesn't matter what I think. The federal government <laughs> leads the way. Um, you know, the basic principle is that federal law trumps state law. Uh, unless the state law is stronger. Uh, the federal government sometimes uh, does preemption statutes and kind of uh, moves the state out of it totally. Uh, I think those are, are pretty harsh, and I'm hoping we don't have too many of those. Um, but it, it's confusing to people. It's confusing to those of us who have to administer laws. Sometimes we find laws that are in, in conflict, or it appears they're in conflict with each other. Um, you know, even criminal law, you can be charged something criminally here, and then the feds can come back and charge the federal law that arises from the same situation, but it's slightly different than what the state law is. And um, you have the issue of double jeopardy, but sometimes the feds can go ahead with it. Well, we've got a couple of other issues we want to talk about, and uh, we are talking, of course, with Elaine Marshall, the Secretary of State of North Carolina, a job she's been in since 1996. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a recent trip you've made and a new partnership. And we're going to talk about uh, sort of reviewing again uh, some of the other things we've talked about. And we'll do all of that when we return with another segment of Carolina Newsmakers. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, 
I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me. Your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Wow, that's a lot of books. <laughs> Little one at home? Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Childproofing your home, childproofing your yard, childproofing your in-laws' home and yard. Of all the things you can read to keep your child safe, the most important is attached to their car seat. Read the instruction manual and use the latch system. It makes it easier to be sure your child's car seat is installed correctly. Learn more at safercar.gov. Anchor, tether, latch. The next generation of child safety. A message from the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ag Council. Carolina Newsmakers continues, and once again, here's Don Curtis. We're back on Carolina Newsmakers with our guest, Elaine Marshall. The uh, Honorable Elaine Marshall is the North Carolina Secretary of State. I'd like to remind you this program comes in two different versions. We have an hour version that's carried on a number of stations, and then we have a half-hour version. So those of you who are getting the half-hour version are hearing one half of the pearls of wisdom that uh, Elaine Marshall is sharing with us. And if you'd like to hear the other half of those, you can go online to carolinaneesmakers.com and do just that. Uh, and, of course, if you'd like to share the entire broadcast with a friend, the actual time of the hour version is 45 minutes. The actual time of the half hour as far as content and the, the actual version of the half hour broadcast is actually 23 minutes or thereabouts. So you can, can I jump that. in with a pearl of wisdom? You can turn in, jump in with a pearl if of somebody wisdom. We love wants, pearls of wisdom. If somebody wants to reach us online, it is sosnc.gov. Real simple sosnc.gov it's secretary of state north carolina and one dot in the whole thing if they want to reach our complaint line for investments and all it's 1-800-688-4507 1-800-688-4507 and we'll repeat those numbers again one more time in case somebody wants to uh, write them down. Yeah, and forms for complaints are up online, and even if you call, you're going to have to send us something. So, really, it'd be just better to go to the internet and get the forms off, and uh, go ahead and 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 fill that out, and then send it on in and call. And after that, so we're going to have to have something written, basically. So you've had a recent trip and a new partnership. Tell us about that. Well, uh, I have just returned from the Republic of Moldova. We've been in this partnership since 1999. But we just signed a five-year renewal of it that will carry it on for five more years. Uh, But we've celebrated the 20th anniversary here the last weekend in April, and uh, a delegation of 15 uh, folks, 14 North Carolinians and one from Washington, D.C., went over to Moldova in mid-May, and we celebrated there. Uh, Governor uh, Cooper signed the uh, extension uh, agreement here. And uh, I carried it over, and uh, the prime minister signed it there, and and the foreign minister and I are the two counterparts for leading this delegation or the partnership, and it's been uh, quite beneficial. This is something that grew out of the State Department and the military uh, Department of Defense. Uh, After the Soviet Union broke up, a lot of small independent uh, countries were uh, formed, 
Uh, Moldova uh, did not get a very good shake in life. They were a parliamentary democracy before the Soviets took them over. But the Soviets kept the thumb on them, and they no longer have access to the Black Sea, and they don't really have a whole lot of uh, uh, mineral resources. They have good agriculture land. Uh, but uh, they sit right between Romania and Ukraine, and with what happened in Ukraine about two or three years ago, they constantly are concerned uh, because there are some Russian separatists in Moldova um, that, you know, bully around every once in a while, and Russia interferes in elections there. And so um, keeping democracy alive and the hope of the people is very, very important. It's important to North Carolina for America to have friends, and Moldova clearly is one. And the Moldovan ambassador is coming uh, Sunday of this week. So he, he's a brand-new ambassador, and he's uh, wanting to learn more about the partnership. And ambassador after ambassador has called this the finest partnership they've ever seen because it's lasted 20 years. Well, that, that's, uh, you know, it's interesting how uh, the uh, I, I have a uh, globe that I found that I had back in 1960, and I looked at the map, uh, and countries have just disappeared, and new countries have— uh, That's correct. I mean, it's, yeah. it's incredible how much this happens. You— uh, it happens uh, so rapidly that it's sort of hard to figure out who's where and what's what. Well, and also countries that are still there, they change names. I mean, a lot of the Chinese yeah, cities yeah. have changed. A lot of the Indian cities have changed. Um, so, you know, you got to stay up to date. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so um, here's another question I've been wanting to ask you. When someone starts a business and they have a slogan or a motto that is a part of their business, mm-hmm. uh, we have things called trademarks, and they can be registered and protected. What is the difference in a trademark and a copyright and all those sort of things from your point of view? Well, a copyright uh, relates more to music and written things, books, uh, magazine articles, those kind of things. Uh, the whole group of intellectual property is the way that the person who created that intellectual property can attempt to protect it from being usurped, being counterfeited, being plagiarized. Uh, trademarks are a much broader category than the, the copyright. Uh, trademark can be about anything. It can be a little drawing. It can be a slogan. It can be a logo and um, you can, you can get them at the state level. You also can get them at the federal level. And if a company is not going to do much beyond North Carolina, then state-level protection is probably adequate for them. It's also cheaper, and you can get it faster than processing something through the federal uh, PTO office. Uh, some folks have told me a North Carolina trademark isn't worth anything, and I'm, I want to object and say that's not exactly true. Number one, it puts a stake in the ground for when you have the entitlement to use that for yourself so that you can fend off somebody who tries to counterfeit it. It also, uh, banks will look at it and they'll like assign a value to goodwill. They will assign a value to uh, this protected item uh, on, on a balance sheet. So that would help you. Uh, the biggest help for a lot of local people is, uh, let's say you've got a, a Tony's Pizza restaurant, and you've got an employee that's been a great employee, but they're deciding they've made a profit for you and they want to do it for themselves. If you don't protect that name, they can go next door or across town and open up Tony's Pizza thinking that it's yours and a, you know kind of stealing your reputation yeah. uh, over there. And so that first Tony's Pizza can do a cease and desist action so that that disgruntled employee 
can't you can't misappropriate that name. So it's got a lot of good value, um, and uh, it's it's a way that we can distinguish and we can protect under our criminal laws. And the Secretary of State's office can protect against counterfeiters, not just a state mark, but any mark whatsoever. In fact, most of our uh, mark work was with is with brands everybody knows: Microsoft, Adidas, Ray-Ban sunglasses, mm-hmm. medicines, on and on and on. What is crowdfunding? Crowdfunding is a new type of investment opportunity for small businesses with small investors uh, that can be done online or it can be done just in their place of business. Uh, go back to the pizza shop example. If they want to put a new oven in there and it's going to cost you know, $20,000 and they want to raise $20,000 from their customers, they can sell an interest in the business uh, to get that um, uh, new item in in the store Um, it can go up to two million dollars it's a way to save that business costs in doing an offering Uh, it also you know we make sure that it's not a ponzi scheme they can't spend the money until a certain amount has been uh, reached in escrow Uh, you know so it's it's a cheaper way to raise some money it's not for everybody Uh, everybody thought it was going to be great it hadn't taken off anywhere in any state like a house of fire at all um, because a lot of business owners don't want to see their investors every week (laughs) coming into the shop. Uh, Yes, I can imagine that would be uh, tough when your investors are also your customers. That's right. Uh, And probably expect a discount or something. Well, I mean, (laughs) it would be wise to give them a little discount in the first place, but their advice is going to come in also. (laughs) So if someone wants information about crowdfunding, they can go to SOSNC.gov. So let's go over those names. Uh, those, uh, uh, the you- website is SOSNC.gov, and if you look at the top, it'll say, I want to, and then you can click on that and see different things. Uh, or there's an alpha, a, a to Z, you can go to that and put in what you want to, to learn about. So um, there's a lot of good tips up there about uh, fraud business identity fraud, which we see uh, happening here in this state. So it's an awful lot of good advice up there for business owners and the professionals that deal with businesses. SOSNC.gov. A lot of people will try .com, and that's not going to get it there. That's right. SOSNC.gov. Well, um, uh, Honorable Secretary, uh, thank you so much for being with us and sharing all this information. Uh, If you'd like to hear a repeat of this broadcast, or share it with a friend. You can go online to carolinanewsmakers.com and do just that. The program has been produced by Jason Cog, who promises me that he will have another equally interesting guest here next week. So to next week, same time, have a nice week, everybody. Carolina Newsmakers is a production of NCN and is heard each week on a network of North Carolina's leading radio stations. To hear a repeat of this broadcast, go to carolinanewsmakers.com. Carolina Newsmakers is produced by Jason Kong. Network engineer is Alan Sherrill. I'm Scott Fitzgerald inviting you to join us again next week, same time, for Carolina Newsmakers. Newsmakers.